The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and hey everyone, it is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. You know that is my favorite topic, I'm all about employment, and what better way to kick off the month than with two of my favorite people. First, someone we all know, you all know, and love and admire. It's someone that is very important to me in my life, and that would be Mr. Andy Imperato, the CEO of the American Association for People with Disabilities and just a great leader throughout the world fighting the fight for Americans with disabilities and his new board member, and may I say someone very important to me originally a mentee now just a dynamic executive leader from csc my close friend mary davis who is at csc in the federal sector both of them tremendous advocates for people with disabilities andy and mary welcome to the show thank you joyce good afternoon good afternoon thanks, how are you thanks joyce great to hi be andy here. how are you doing i'm great Good. Well, Andy, we're going to start with you today. How about if we start by you telling our guest what AAPD is, although I'm going to be shocked if they don't know. I must say they are listening. Uh, the amount of listeners has really skyrocketed. So just in case, how about if you tell them what AAPD is and what is the mission of the group today? Sure, Joyce, thank you. AAPD was founded in 1995, and the mission is to organize the disability community defined broadly so that we have more power politically, socially, and economically. And I'm talking to two AAPD board members, so I know you both know we have a great board and a great staff, and we do programs in the area of public policy advocacy, leadership, and mentoring, uh, get-out-the-vote efforts, which obviously is timely with an election coming up, and and research. So uh, it's it's a small but very vital organization, and uh, we just had a big legislative victory last week around technology accessibility, and we're excited that the president is going to be signing that bill on Friday. Oh, that's fantastic! Just just a moment before uh, before we move on from there. Two quick things, Andy. Could you explain to them about that? Because really. As Tony Quello always says, it's almost as important as the ADA. Can you explain that to everyone? Sure. This is a bill that um, we've been working on for a number of years. It's called the 21st Century Video and Telecommunications Accessibility Act, and it basically takes the accessibility requirements uh, that relate to television and telephones and older technology, and it applies them to new Internet-enabled technology. So if you're watching television on a computer screen or on your cell phone, the captions that were required on the television content uh, have to be carried through on the new device. And this is something that we built a broad coalition. Uh, we've worked with the blind community and the deaf community. Uh, we've had support from industry, and we were delighted that uh, the bill passed and that the president is going to be signing it on Friday. So when you're on the airplane, Andy, was this, that means that the uh, all the information they share will have to be accessible? Anything that starts out uh, with television content that has to be captioned would be carried over on whatever your device you're watching it on. So if the content was produced for the airplane, that may not be the case. But if it's just re-showing the content from television, then, yes, they would have to enable the captioning. How about that is wonderful. Wow, that's going to be such an impact. Well, um, you know, I am very proud to be on the board of AAPD, and I'm very excited about our new board member, Mary Davis. 
So, Mary, how about if you start telling everyone what you do there and a little bit about CSC uh, and how you and I got together? Okay, sure, Joyce. Well, CSC is a world leader in leveraging information technology to develop business solutions and services for our U.S. federal government and also corporations across the globe. We have about 92,000-plus professionals serving clients in more than 90 countries. Uh, We have a 50-year track record of client service excellence, and recently Fortune um, uh, put us on the list of most admired companies, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I'm a vice president uh, in our IT infrastructure solution uh, division, and my business unit provides IT services to our U.S. federal government, um, specifically in Defense Homeland Security, Department of State, Department of Justice, and the Intel community. Uh, Joyce and I were first introduced through a uh, mentoring program for senior leaders at CSC. One of my specific goals in continuing to enhance my career was really to become more connected with our industry partners. And boy, what a partner Joyce and her company have become to me and CSC. Uh, that me- mentoring program was started about four or five years ago, and it's really a year-long program. But Joyce and I continue to be very close friends and partners in supporting the disability community. Yeah, to me, this is a story I must tell you I am so proud of. How, about how many years ago was that, Mary? Four or five years ago when I, when I first met you. Now, let me put this in perspective, everyone. I was asked by an executive at CSC what I consider being like an external mentor with someone. And I didn't know Mary. Mary is the person I was lucky enough to get to meet. And so one of our things that they require you to do is you have to have a call every week, every, you know. So we picked Thursday morning at 7.30. Okay, that was five years ago, Mm -hmm. as Mary's pointing out to you. Guess what? We never stopped having that call. Really, that is amazing how much, how fast that time went, Mary. Yep, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, well, let me tell you about Mary. When I first met her, I said, she told me, just as she said, she was going to increase her network and be more involved in the community and give back more and, you know, that she wanted to partner with uh, partners of theirs and industry partners. and, And I said, well, really, I only want you to do one thing for me. That is... I want you to work to help people with disabilities gain employment at CSC. And may I say, by the way, I've worked with CSC 12 years, so don't think this is a new thing. I mean, this company is really a great partner and a great friend of people with disabilities. But, uh, Andy, do you think Mary has taken that to the highest limit, that one thing I asked her to do? No question. That's why we were so happy to have her join our board. She's been a great champion, and, uh, you know, AAPD is excited to be building a close relationship with CSC through you, Joyce, and now through Mary as well. I mean, but think about that. I, I mean, first of all, Mary has and continues to work to get people with disabilities hired. She has been this whole time, but now she's got so involved. She's now on the board of, the, of AAPD. So um, I guess, you know, that was meant to be, Mary, that, that we got together. And, yeah, and absolutely. That's the way I look at it. Yes. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to the show right now, I'm talking to Andy Aparato, president of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and Mary Davis, vice president of IT Infrastructure Solutions at CSC in the federal sector, two great leaders working to help in the area of employment of people with disabilities. AAPD.com. If you go to www.aapd.com, a tremendous, great organization, cross-disability cross organization, I would encourage you to go there, become a member, because we can't make a difference until everyone speaks up. So, again, aapd.com, and don't be ashamed to make a donation. No matter how small it is, everything counts, everything. Uh, Andy and Mary, you have a very big event coming up soon um, that we're going to be talking about. It is on November 8th, and soon as we come back from this break, we're going to talk about it in detail because everyone listening, you need to tell every company, every federal contractor to at least go back and listen to the show. It is going to be 
an exclusive, wonderful opportunity for those invited. So we'll be right back. If you just joined us, this is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And you know the only way you're going to become aware? Hire someone. That's a great way to become aware. Hire a person with a disability. Yoshiko, I'm with you. I'm listening to you, and we're leading on, Yoshiko Dart. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Andy and Mary. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. We are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we have as our guest Andy Imperato and Mary Davis. Andy from AAPD and Mary from CSC. And Andy, we have our first question for you, and it is online at Twitter. And the question is, I have heard so much talk about employment, but as you know, I don't see a change, neither does the disability community, do you think that will change? Tom? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, Joyce, I know this is something that you and I have talked a lot about. I mean, you were right when you said Disability Employment Awareness Month shouldn't just be about awareness. It should be about hiring people. And I think the, the difference that I'm seeing in this administration and with Senator Harkin, who just hosted a retreat on this, is I think people are done identifying the barriers to employment and are really getting more serious about what are the outcomes that we want and what is it going to take to get those outcomes. The fact that 30% of people with significant disabilities are working and 70% are not working is unacceptable. The fact that that number hasn't changed in 20 years is unacceptable. And I, I definitely am feeling some urgency, both from this administration and from some of the key leaders in Congress, to try to do something about that. Yes, and I and I believe Andy's right, and I believe that you will see change. I'm not saying it'll be easy, but that brings us really to our what we're going to talk about. Andy and Mary, you have a big event coming up November 8th. Will you explain and talk about it? We'll start with Andy and then move on to Mary. 
Sure. Thank you, Joyce. This is um, something that um, AAPD is doing in partnership with CSC and IBM and Bender Consulting. And the, the, the concept was we've got great leadership in the Department of Labor, particularly in the Office of, of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, where Patricia Hsu, the director of that office, who's been on this show, um, is really trying to beef up the, um, the OFCCP's role regarding affirmative action uh, for people with disabilities with federal contractors. And we thought while they're in that process, it would be helpful to bring together some leaders in the federal contractor world to hear directly from Patricia Shu kind of what her vision is and what she's trying to achieve, hear from people like uh, the leadership at CSC and, and Joyce and others kind of what's working on the ground. You know, CSC has really stepped up uh, around making commitments to hire 100 people with disabilities this year, and, and you know, this is a long-term commitment from the company. And we want other federal contractors to kind of understand what drove CSC to that business decision, how to get there. We've got folks coming from IBM who have expertise around how to make your technology infrastructure accessible, how to make your whole recruitment process accessible. So folks are going to hear from that. And it's really an effort to educate the business community, but also inspire them to see this beefed-up enforcement at the Department of Labor as a business opportunity and not as something that they have to dread or something that's just going to mean, you know, them having to do things that they don't want to do. Right, right. How about you, Mary? What do you have to say about it? Uh, well, I'm very excited that, you know, CSC is hosting this event in our executive briefing center, and I really look forward to bringing industry leaders together in a forum to educate and communicate, to bring awareness, share our experiences, because the more we can share experiences and successes, the more we can learn from it. Um, and it will continue to broaden the exposure to industry with respect to the challenges in the disability community. I believe the more visibility that we can bring to federal government agencies and federal government contractors, the more traction we can make in reducing the unemployment levels for people with disabilities. We need to get it out there, we need to talk about it, and we need to act. Yes, and uh, just a comment about this. Andy, can you explain to everyone when Section 503 was first written? Sure. Section 503 is in the part of the Rehabilitation Act that came into effect uh, in the early 70s when the Rehabilitation Act was reauthorized. It, it also includes um, Section 504, which got a lot more attention, which prohibited discrimination on the basis of disability from any entity that was receiving uh, federal financial assistance. But 503 specifically required federal contractors to do affirmative outreach when they're recruiting people with disabilities and to take affirmative steps to keep people who acquire disabilities on the job or who are already in the workforce. And it's modeled after similar provisions in the Civil Rights Act that require federal contractors to do affirmative action around race or gender. Yeah, and in all these years then, Andy, what, what happened? Why, has, why hasn't it worked? Well, I mean, if you look at what OFCCP has done around race and gender, you know, they, they take data around, you know, what percentage of the workforce is in different categories of diversity, and they, they hold that data up against what the outcomes are for a particular employer, and they say, you know, why don't you have more women in leadership, or why don't you have more Latinos in this particular part of the company, wherever the deficits are, and they work with the company to develop a plan to address those problems. In disability, historically, they've just asked, what are you doing to share job openings with vocational rehabilitation or other sources where people with disabilities are going to see them? And then they never ask the question, how many people with disabilities did you hire? What are your policies for retaining people with disabilities? How many people do you have in senior management? So, you know, the bottom line is that the the definition of affirmative action for our population has been defined very narrowly, and not surprisingly, the efforts of OFCCP in this area have not had a big impact on the federal contractor workforce. And, Andy, I was on the President's Committee, and that is how I had the great fortune of meeting Andy, by the way, way back, like in 1998. And uh, I remember one of the biggest and hardest obstacles 
was that, as you just mentioned, there wasn't data. So what, would you say that that recent getting that on the census and all of that is then what, what led to this? You know, I think this was a this has been a long effort, and obviously the chair of the President's Committee at the time, Tony Coelho, is still very involved in this effort as the chair of the board of AAPD. Um, you know, we were pushing during the Clinton administration to get better data around disability and employment, and uh, we've had a lot of progress on that front, and we are at the point where we do have good data that we can take down to the, you know, individual metropolitan area level and do the kind of analysis around disability that we've been able to do for years around gender and race. Yeah, that is, I, that, I mean, this will be such a big thing, folks. It will be enormous because how many federal contractors do you think there are in this country? And someone asked me one day, well, what if the federal contractor doesn't want to oblige? And, of course, they can, but they will be giving back their money from the, that they're being paid from the federal government. So you know, that's why they will not want that to happen. Uh, and, Mary, I wanted to ask you one other question. Uh, this event at CSC, uh, do you anticipate that there will be people – uh, I know there are some people coming from CSC. Isn't your president coming from CSC? Uh, yes, absolutely. Matter of fact, um, Jim Schaefer, our president of our North American public sector, uh, will be one of the speakers to talk about um, CSC and our commitment to hiring people with disabilities and, you know, why CSC uh, has been successful in implementing programs um, around hiring people with disabilities. May I say about that, if you heard Mary at the beginning, CSC has, what did you say, 90,000 employees? 90,000 plus Our, professionals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every time I talk to them, it's going up, just so you know. And uh, the federal sector, is it that your largest sector, Mary? Um, it's approximately 38% of the corporation. Wow. Okay, so now, folks, that this president of that sector is coming and speaking. So if someone says to me, you know, you have companies where if you would try to get the CEO or someone to come to an event, it, it's like you've got to be kidding, it's impossible, and they send maybe someone 55 levels beneath them, here's CSC. Mary's vice president, Jim Schaefer, again, is heading up the federal sector that's who's coming to speak. I, that, to me, is what says it all about CSC. Uh, I mean, another good example of that, by the way, was at the Tony Quello Award, Mike Lappin came, who's the chairman of the board. So, you know, this company really gets it about this, but I think that's going to be absolutely wonderful. I, I really do. So, you know, Andy, how does this process work at OFCCP? If we would... If we would get this after the regulatory reform, yeah, I mean, you know the comment period ended on the 21st of September. How long will this take for this to be a reality? Well, you know, that's a good question, and it's not a simple one to answer. I, I know that this is a priority for Patricia Hsu. It's a priority for Kathy Martinez, who's the Assistant Secretary for Disability Employment Policy, and it's a priority for Seth Harris and for Secretary Solis. So I know they're going to do everything in their power to try to move this process along. They they sent out um, you know a kind of advanced notice of proposed rulemaking. They got feedback. At some point, they'll send out a proposed rule. They'll get feedback on that, and then they'll do a final rule. And and you know that process can take you know a year and a half or longer. But again, I think we've got a lot of people who are motivated. It certainly fits with the president's overall emphasis around increasing employment rates for people with disabilities, and it's a good corollary to what he's trying to do in the federal government itself, where he's called on the federal government to hire 100,000 new workers with disabilities over the next five years. Um, and, Mary, don't you think even the fact that I know this knowledge uh, of what's going on at OFCCP, I know it's been sent out to, you know, eight in, or been put in HR magazines and the information has been sent out to federal contractors because I'll meet people that I've never worked with before and they'll ask me about this, you know, what's going on with OFCCP with federal contractors. 
Don't you think, Mary, even just knowing that's coming down the road, that that will have an impact? Oh, absolutely, um, and it should have an impact. Um, you know, we, we, it's been a long time in coming to really um, use and, 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 and have Section 508 um, out, out, out there and, and, and abide by it. Um, we've kind of ignored it since it's been passed, and we really need to bring, bring light of it. Um, knowing that it is coming out, um, the, the folks that are not thinking about it and doing something today are going to be behind the power curve because I, I view the things that we are doing in, in CSC, like, for instance, Andy was talking about a diverse workforce and how we really look at gender and race. Well, we're already looking at gender, race, and the disability community. So we are tracking metrics. We are looking at, um, you know, how and, and, and numbers associated with hiring people with disabilities and trending it. And we want to see those trends go up. And I believe that's a discriminator for a company, uh, especially a federal contractor today. So I think we're ahead of the game, um, and I think you need to be. Yeah, and you know what? Again, why would you not want to be a leader? As Andy mentioned before, Senator Harkin who is over such the HELP Committee, such a powerful group, and he is so committed to the employment of people with disabilities. And, and, and the president, President Obama, has done so much for people with disabilities. I, I really see this, you know, momentum starting and continuing on. And um, if I were you, I'd get on board ahead of time. And if you're in the D.C. area and you are a federal contractor, or, or wherever you are, if you'd like to attend this event, again, it's November 8th. At what time does it begin, Mary? 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock to what time? 5 o'clock. 1 to 5 on November 8th in Falls Church, Virginia, at CSC. And, Andy, if they would like to attend, what do they do? Well, you know, we are trying to um, have this be an invitation-only event just so we don't end up having more people than we can handle. So the best thing to do is just send an email to Robin Schaffert, who's the lead staffer on it for APD. She's our Senior Director for Corporate Social Responsibility, and her email is rschaffert, S-H-A-F as in Frank, F as in Frank, E-R-T, at aapd.com. And, uh, you know, Please, if you're thinking about it, you're going to have to get in touch ahead of time because this is going to be an a, you know, invitation. Of course, we'd like to have all of you there, but you know the, the door is going to close at some point. So please, if you're interested, let us know ahead of time and get in touch with Robin Shafford. Right now, we're going to go to break. You see, you're going to get to hear New Attitude at the break by Miss Patty LaBelle, who was at the White House. July 26th for the 20th anniversary of the signing of the ADA, and guess what she sang? New Attitude. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be back. More to come from Andy and Mary Davis. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome to National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And we are excited because we know it's not about putting posters up. It's about employment. That's what makes the difference. And we have two guests today that understand that very well, Andy Imperato and Mary Davis. And we were talking about an event coming up at CSC in Falls Church, Virginia, on November 8th, where federal contractors will be hearing from Pat Shu and Christine Griffin, Deputy Director Chris Griffin, Pat Shu, um, IBM, CSC, um, and many others about the new regulatory reform and how it will impact federal contractors with Section 503 of the Rehab Act. Andy and Mary, we'll start with you, Andy. You know, do you have any anything you want to say to federal contractors? Are you looking for ideas or suggestions, or what would you like to see happen? Well, again, I mean, to me, the most important thing is that federal contractors see this as a business opportunity. I mean, I think one of the problems that sometimes happens is employers think that they don't already have a lot of employees with disabilities because they don't have a broad concept of what that means in terms of their existing workforce. So start by recognizing that you do have a lot of workers with disabilities working for you now, and if you can create an environment where they're comfortable kind of sharing their expertise, asking for accommodation so that they can be as productive as possible, you're going to get more from your existing workforce. You also have a lot of high-performing folks who could acquire a disability tomorrow. So if you're well-prepared for that, if you have good management practices that are going to keep them connected to the workforce and keep them productive and motivated, you're not going to lose all that you've invested to get them where they are. So I think there are a lot of reasons why this kind of increased attention around affirmative action for federal contractors is something that could result in better outcomes for federal contractors and, again, shouldn't be viewed as the government trying to tell them what to do. It should be viewed as what can we learn here that's going to make us better managers and and have more productive workers. That's right. That is exactly right because, uh, you know, I told someone today, we just want to be included, but guess what? What Andy said is absolutely true. If 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 we would walk into the room, Andy and I tomorrow, and you were interviewing us, you know, you wouldn't know either one of us have a disability, but we're both living with disabilities. And you know, as you well know, I'm living with epilepsy, and Andy with bipolar disorder. I got news for you. You have many many employees at your company right now who are living with various disabilities from depression to epilepsy to bipolar disorder to MS, diabetes, cancer, whatever it is, it's just you don't know. But, right. But, that's, but they do. So, so back to Andy's point in business opportunity, too. You know, uh, disabilities, it's not a matter of when. It really is, I mean, a matter of if. It really is a matter of when. I mean, aging process in and of itself um, we're all going to be affected by it at one point in time. Uh, some of the recommendations that I would put forth um, to, to not just federal contractors but any company is, you know, internally educate your workforce, build, build awareness, uh, make sure you're prepared with facility accessibility and technology accessibility. Uh, be prepared because uh, as both Joyce and Andy have stated, You've already got a workforce that um, has people with disabilities in it. Um, you just embrace it and expand on it and, um, and, and move forward because um, changes in regulations are coming, and it's, it's best to be prepared. 
Yes. And you know, it's it's not like, oh, no, I'm going to have to hire these people with disabilities. It's, oh, great, I'm going to give people that already know what it's like to think outside the box, be tolerant, patient, um, and have ideas. Diversity of ideas is the key. You know, we all get it. You have to help the bottom line. We all understand that. So, you know, don't feel sorry for us because we don't want pity. We want paychecks, and we want to be treated equally, period. Andy, I love this next topic, and that is Disability Mentoring Day. And AAPD is really the person that runs the show. So how about if you talk about Disability Mentoring Day to companies that are not familiar with it? Sure. Well, this is a program that um, actually started during the Clinton White House and it happens on the third Wednesday every October. And it's basically a job shadow program where students and job seekers with disabilities spend a day shadowing somebody who's working in a career that interests them. And Joyce, you've been a huge champion of this in Pittsburgh and other places where you have employees. I know you've championed this in Delaware with CSC and other employers. Um, and, you know, we're, we find every year that the employers really like it. It's a way to kind of get a toe in the water have people with disabilities come into your workplace for the day, educate them about what kinds of folks you're trying to hire in terms of skills and work experience and what folks can study while they're still in school. Um, and it's great for the mentees, and we've had so many people turn a good experience here into a summer internship. Uh, we've had people get offered jobs on the spot. So it's an exciting event that when Jonathan Young was at the Clinton White House, he felt like, they did a lot of concrete things during other months, but during Disability Employment Awareness Month, they didn't have something concrete to do. So he said, let's, let's host a bunch of high school students in the West Wing, and that's how it got started, and it's grown. Last year, we had about 16,000 mentees around the country, and this year, we're doing a national launch event in D.C. that's really picking up on President Obama's executive order, and it's going to have a focus on careers in public service, and we've got a number of leaders in the Obama administration who have agreed to take mentees on that day. So, Andy, about how many people then will be participating this year in total? So again, nationally we're expecting at least 16,000. And then in terms of the Washington event, we decided this year to have it be a small event with very high-caliber mentees and mentors. So it's going to be about 20 college students and graduate students with disabilities participating in the event in D.C. If you're listening right now and you're at a company, listen to me. Or if you're at a school, a high school teacher, a transitional coordinator, th this is too small. Well, you know, this should be Andy saying all over 100,000 students are participating. This is one of the greatest things I have ever been involved with. When high school students or or students at a younger level in middle school, elementary school, I don't care what level they are, I've worked the most, most people have worked the most with high school students and college students with disabilities that go to a company and job shadow, you know, sometimes 9 to 1 or 9 to 2, one day, the third Wednesday of every October. You have no idea how that has transformed the ways companies think and what hope that has given to our young people. Now, I know that you are all seeing on TV all of these suicides as a result of bullying. And it is not only in the gay community, it is in the community of pe young people with disabilities, almost equally prevalent. So I'm telling you right now, you're not just giving people employment, you are giving them hope. You're giving them dignity. So I want all of you, here's a challenge, everyone listening to the show today, I want you to go out to other people, other companies, and tell them next year you want to participate in Disability Mentoring Day and just get in touch with Andy at AAPD. Uh, again, the, the website is aapd.com. Everyone needs to participate as Andy mentioned, Jonathan Young called me. I remember clearly when he called me. And Bender was one of the first private sector companies involved with, guess who? Highmark, Bear, and yeah, you guessed it, CSC. 
And Mary, can you talk about that a little bit? Because CSC participated from the beginning uh, in Delaware, because that's where I first worked with with uh, CSC, and then it turned into this whole big Bender Leadership Academy. Um, can you talk about that? Yes, I can. The Bendership Leader Academy in Delaware has really meant the world to the community as a whole. And for CSC, it's, you know, it truly is about giving back to the community. I do want to recognize Leanne Thomas, um, who is out of our Delaware CSC office. She's our coordinator and works with the local schools in Delaware to create such a successful program. So, if Leanne, if you're, your work, if you're happen to be listening to this show, thank you so much for all you do. And she um, is but, a dynamo, that's for sure. But the program provides students the opportunity to shadow IT professionals, uh, really providing them with exposure to the workplace and what it's gonna what it's gonna be be like for them. And they learn about careers in IT. And not to mention for CSC, we really get a good view of the talent that's out there. And if we're really doing our job right and selling our company, uh, we're going to get the first pick of our future workforce. So it, it truly, truly is a win-win situation for any company that engages in this. And in case you're wondering, what? what's the Bender Leadership Academy? You know what that's a result of? Disability Mentoring yes. Day at CSC in Delaware. Well, what happened is, you know, we did this the first year, and pretty soon the school districts are calling CSC saying, um, what, what could we do to, you know, could you, CSC, have some type of, you know, school-to-work program? And Leanne Thomas called me, and I designed this program, you know, that goes over several months with a graduation ceremony in May, and I've been doing this now for years. I also do it at Bear and at Lanxas in Pittsburgh. Um, and, and I created this Bender Leadership Academy where we are training students w- with disabilities about the world of work and about leadership and empowering them. And, Andy, you spoke in Delaware. I did. It was a great event, and it was crystal clear to me the impact that that program was having on these, not just the high school students, but on their families as well. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is I think too many students with disabilities graduate without ever having set foot in an employer and understanding all the things you need to know to be successful in the work world and in the adult world. And this program that you're doing in Delaware is a great example of a way to have an impact on folks while they're still in school so that they have the self-esteem and the motivation to be successful when they leave school. Yes, what we do, we have them go to CSC from 9 to about 2 o'clock, and what we're doing is we are emulating the world of work. You have to be there. You have to be on time. You have a homework assignment before you even meet me, which is you have to stand up in front of the class and give a three-minute speech on what it takes to be a good employee. And we go through interviewing and writing resumes and, you know, how to be successful at work, but we also go through leadership and how to be an ambassador. And, you know, the first year I did it, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm just doing this one time. Um, and then that was it after I met those students. Here I am 12, you know, however many years later it is, 11 years, still doing it, except now we do it at Bear and at Lanxas with other school districts. So from this Disability Mentoring Day came the Bender Leadership Academy, and now on Facebook, the Bender Lead On Team. I called Yoshiko Dart first to make sure that that was okay with her to use the name. And you know what that is? Young people with disabilities getting together saying, we count, we have dignity, and, hey, can't push us around anymore. It's really a great thing. So, Andy, once again, if someone wants to get involved with Disability Mentoring Day, what should they do? So, again, you can go to the AAPD website. We also have a dedicated website at disabilitymentor.net where you can get a lot more information. The way the program works is the events are planned by local coordinators around the country, so we connect you with the local coordinator in your area. And if there is no local coordinator in your area, we can give you a toolkit where you can start your own program. And that's really how it's grown. We have 300 local coordinators all around the country 
Some of them are big and sophisticated, like Joyce and the mayor's office in Chicago and the mayor's office in New York. Some of them are doing smaller programs, but it's really a grassroots, uh, you know, activity, and it's really attracted a lot of interest in the business community. Walmart participates all over the country. Garden Restaurants, which owns Olive Garden and uh, Red Lobster and other big restaurant chains, participate all over the country. And, you know, people like it because it's something tangible that they can do during this month that's more than just raising awareness, but it's connecting people who are looking for jobs and who want to be successful in a career with folks that can tell them how to do that. Yeah, and it's, please, it's a great program. Remember, students learn about the world of work, but it's also a great way to educate managers at your company and, as Mary said, build a future workforce. And, Mary, I wanted to ask you a question um, as we're getting near, moving on toward the end of the show. I have to say that you have been extremely successful as a leader at CSC. I've used CSC, as Andy said earlier, as a role model for other companies when it comes to employing with disabilities. I know that at Bender we're proud to have partnered with you for over 12 years, but my question is, why do you think CSC is so successful in employing people with disabilities? Well, I believe that we are so successful because we recognize the value of our people in a diverse workforce that is inclusive of the disability community. I mean, our employees are the foundation of our business. Our leadership is committed top-down, and one of our key leadership commitments is to really drive change that will promote and sustain a workplace environment that acknowledges and appreciates the distinct personal characteristics of our employees. So let me talk about a few characteristics uh, that I see day in and day out around our people with disabilities that we have employed here at CSC and why we will continue to employ people with disabilities. I do not know a group that is more dedicated to their job and determined to be a success no matter what the challenges arise. The positive attitudes are contagious, and that's important. Uh, the excellent quality of work because of the pride they have in their work and the loyalty to the company. Their enthusiasm, like I said, is contagious, and the net result of that is, is these characteristics and qualities, they have a domino effect with their peers and the people that they work with, they work in teams with together. Um, it spreads across the entire workforce, and, and it doesn't get any more powerful than that. Uh, so we recognize the value of those types of characteristics and qualities, and we need more of them. Yeah, and I will tell you at this company, and Mary can tell you, the commitment is across the board from the top down. When you say Mary? Yes, absolutely. I mean, all the way across the board, so many different areas. It is unbelievable, the commitment at CSC. And Mary, you're part of that, so... You know, we all congratulate you and thank you. Well, Andy, you have been the CEO of AAPD for how long now? Uh, this November it will be 11 years. 11 years. Well, in those 11 years, Andy, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment at AAPD? You know, I, I would say the thing that I'm most proud of right now, Joyce, is how well the disability community is working together at the national level. We've got, we created a new coalition during the transition to the Obama administration, and we've got the leaders from the deaf community, the blind community, the physical disability, psychiatric disability, intellectual disability, autistic self-advocates, you know, a wide range of folks communicating on a regular basis. We did a joint legislative agenda. Uh, we're going to do a retreat after the election to plan our agenda for the next Congress. And, you know, that kind of cohesiveness and working together, I think, is what got us the Americans with Disabilities Act. And the reason that AAPD was created was so that we would come together more regularly like we did on the ADA. And I really see it happening now, and I think it's exciting. Yes. And I have to tell all of you that in all the years I've known Andy, he is so so just passionate about quality of life across the board in employment, in housing, uh, in seeing social reform come about in so many different areas, voting, everything. Um, and, and really, I hope you will take time to go to aapd.com 
and join today. And Andy, how much is involved if you want to join as a member today? Uh, to be a member is $15 for a year, $25 for two years, and if you're on a limited income or you're a student, it's $10. Students are $10, like high school students are $10? Yes, or college students, any type of student. There you go. Boy, just think how many people you could sponsor as a company. You could really sponsor a lot of people. That is a great idea. Um, and I know that I am behind this 100%. Well, Mary, what, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today as we get ready to close the show? Uh, well, it kind of goes back to why CSC is successful in hiring people with disabilities. It's because we can't be a success without doing so. Um, so go to our website, check out our job opportunities. There are a lot of openings. Go to www.csc.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, and also remember November 8th. If you are a federal contractor, get in touch with Robin Shafterd at AAPD. Andy, could you give that information one more time? Sure. It's Robin Shafford. So her email address is R-S-H-A, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, E-R-T at AAPD.com. When it comes to employment, I'm going to ask all you federal contractors out there and all companies, really, so you know, when I started Bender Consulting Services 15 years ago, I said, well, I'll probably only be here for, what, five years maybe? Then it'll be Bender of Mexico, Bender of India, you know, in other parts of the world where I know people with disabilities are not even have access to work. Never dreamt I'd be not so close. we got to get it moving, folks. I still have a long way to go in the United States of America, and I will not give up, and neither will Andy Imperato and Mary Davis. Thank you, Andy and Mary, for being with us today. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. Yes, and remember, with, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today it is Deputy Director Christine Griffin who I first heard say several years ago, quit talking about Awareness Month. Let's call it Employment Month. This is Joyce Bender, Disability Matters at voiceamerica.com every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.